Hello and welcome to Redirected, a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, entrepreneurs, and elite-level athletes to hear how they handle life's unexpected events. Each of our guests have reached an incredible amount of success by responding to life's moments of adversity and uncertainty extremely well. I'm your host, Andrew East, engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring these stories to you to help inspire you to reach your dreams and to help you learn how to respond instead of react. Our guest today is Ross Smith, and in today's discussion, we talk about how he transitioned from being an elite-level football player into the new and emerging career of being an online influencer. We talk about how he structures his day and his creative process. Guys, if you want to connect with Ross on social media, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at SmoothSmith8. Ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited to bring you Ross Smith. Yeah, how do you learn all this this ish? Ah, uh, just too much free time. Um, okay, so am I allowed to cuss a little bit on? Yeah, accident? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Beep, beep. So the reason I started this podcast, we're really, live right now. Yeah, we're we're rolling. Okay, not live, but it's a beautiful yeah, I'm, day outside. I'm sitting in a yeah, it is a beautiful day. I'm kind of like wasting it away inside a hotel room where I have this lovely weather around me. So I mean, we're out in the we're on the balcony. Though. It is nice we got out the here. Golf course. We're shaded. Um, this guy just shanked the ball back there. Dude, you want to uh, hear a crazy story? Yeah. So one of the buddies that I have here, he uh, flies drones professionally. He was racing one on the golf course, and a guy hit it with a golf ball and broke his drone what? out of the midair. It was going like 90 miles an hour, too. What? Yeah. How crazy is that? Like I'm like, the odds of that is like the odds of like Pluto hitting Mars. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Dude, like, those he things literally are not hit a drone. Either. No. And he like builds them, too. I, I have a crashing my drone story that... Uh, it was with oh, this. Oh yeah! Did I tell you, you have this? a drone? No, I just forgot you. Just I had a drone, and I was filming my buddy on the skateboard. It was a sweet shot. Like I was going out in front of him, coming around side. Tony Hawk, right? Shot. It was Jeremy Bloom, who's like this super successful entrepreneur. I think I've actually heard of this guy. Yeah, he's he's kind of big time. He has like this. He was an ex football player, played for the Eagles, started his own company. But I crashed it right into him because I got like it's hard to control the drones with the little controller. You're a terrible guy. And I just dude, I got him right in the ribs. He let the bail out died. the oh. <laughs> uh, okay, tell me about your life. So I'm sitting down okay. with some are influencers, some are business minded people, like beyond just social media. Um, but it's kind of an interesting landscape these days to be an entrepreneur, right? Like social media has taken over everything. Yeah. Money, um, money does not grow on your average tree anymore. <laughs> it's a different. <laughs> it's a different game, dude. <laughs> Everyone like. Sorry, I'll interrupt you like a thousand times before you finish. But like, I love it when I tell us like my story, how I make money to old people, it like blows their mind and they get pissed. They legit get legit get mad that I'm like I found a way to make easier money than the hard like old school <laughs> money that they work like eighty hours a week for. Oh. Stupid, but they hate it because the amount of money being thrown on the platforms that we use. Just don't be naive, man. Like, open your head up to like if you just like there's kids out there that don't even do like what we do. And they're making, like, a million dollars a year just hustling in the back end, and you don't even know it, like, making little meme videos and stuff. If you just, like, open your mind up a little bit, there's this is new media, man. This is, like, the most the most impressions of any media is on social media now. And this, this was the problem. I was trying to explain to just my family members and friends who – I went to Vanderbilt, which is a really good school. Yeah. But all these guys are working jobs that are – probably above average for their age group 
Yeah, like freaking Wall Street. Right. And they're crushing it, but I explain to them what we do and it just it's like hard for them to comprehend. They get a lot of them get like offended. Yeah. Which quite honestly is understandable. Yeah, me. I mean like, I'd probably be pissed too. <laughs> like if I if I was yeah. Um, I mean I got my degree, so like I at least like tried hard to the other way. And I like totally failed. I tried for like a summer when I wasn't playing football. Yeah. To get a real job and like I just kept finding myself like getting annoyed by interview questions like What's your weakness? Why the fuck do you ask that question? <laughs> like, if, if that's like a, just a week. And I told him, I was like, my weakness is answering this question every time. And I never got a job because I just like, I realized like, I don't like being told what to do. That's why, like, that's the thing I don't miss about college football and playing football in general is because like, I'm just getting bossed like, to like a, like a military standard. Yeah. And I hated that. And now I'm my own boss. Like, I do my own thing. And you motivate yourself. If you don't, if you aren't self-motivated, you'll fail, fail in this industry. So, well, okay, so here's here's the background between Ross and I. Ross and I really hit it off because... Uh, Grinder. We, we both... <laughs> it's a great match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ross and I hit it off because we both played college football. So Ross played... Go ahead and give us our background pre... I played a receiver at the University of Dayton, and then I played a little bit of pro ball in Europe and Germany. Yes, they have football there for all those people listening that don't know. I about did that. tell you, I said we both played college football, but we both played professional football. Yeah, so we I'd both have been paid to play football, which is great. Yeah. And then I kind of got banged up, and I was already doing the social media thing on the side, and I was like, let me try it full time. And my body is thanking me because if I did another four years of football, I'd be like in really bad shape right now. This guy, uh, you can look up his highlight tapes. Oh gosh. He's, he's an impressive, impressive wide receiver. So yeah. go ahead and YouTube that. Got good hands. Uh, I'm white but though. When you said you were doing social media on the side, you started. You said like last I'm like, September. Oh, I'm like OG. Like I have been doing. I did videos for five years, and I didn't get anything out of it. For four years, I didn't get anything out of it. Where'd you first start with the videos? On Vine. And on Vine. The reason I did it was just because like anybody can make a Vine. Like and, it, and like, and I was in college, and like, there was never a platform. Like, if you had, to, if you wanted to be a YouTuber, like, you needed like the fanciest equipment. You had to like not go to college because you needed a full time job. You had to like do all this, do that. So when the app came out that just allowed everyday people like me to be creative, it was pretty cool. And I didn't even, I wasn't like intending on like getting famous or viral off of it. It just happened. And then I gained like three hundred thousand followers on Vine. And how? Yeah. In what period of time? Eh, probably or a lot of it came within the first year, and then it kind of just. What a gradual from there, but I would just make videos like I would try. Like if I had a, an ounce of free time between football and uh, school and everything else going on, I would like try and make a quick video and I'd just keep it alive. And I was in Germany; I'd make like a couple viral videos, but I never really put my like heart into it and like my full effort. And then I tried it once, full effort, and the one time I tried, it was I gained fifteen million followers in a year. So. I guess the that is absurd. the lesson here is uh, put your heart into something. Don't half-ass it, and maybe it'll work out. Fifteen million on all platforms. I want to make that clear, so I don't sound. And when you first start out, you're just making videos about just everyday stuff. Like, well, this is the problem. I know we're supposed to be talking about like money and talk stuff, about whatever. No, the problem no, no, it's is not, it's not about money. It's just about what what happened was I I was making like mega viral videos, like more viral than I am now, but like they didn't. There was like there was no niche or whatever you would say like there was no uh, correlation genre yeah genre they were they weren't they had no theme there sorry theme 
they had no theme. And, like, I would just have mega viral videos, but I wouldn't grow off of them. And I was like, I just had a 100 million view video, and I got, like, 300 followers. What's going on? And then I realized it's because no one's, like, associated that video with me and, like, all these things. They didn't want to follow me afterwards. So I, I, uh, I decided to take the grandma route. Expose my 91-year-old grandma. No. Uh, but I started making consistently just more grandma videos, and that's when people were like, oh, grandma guy, grandma, let's go check out the rest of them. So I, now my page is pretty much just me and my grandma, which is really good for growth when you have a consistent thing. Like you guys, like Sean, she's known for gymnastics. Keep the gymnastics thing. Don't, don't go like flying drones, Sean. Like it's not your thing. You yeah. Know? So... I think that's an, a really important lesson for anybody out there that, that wants to do what we're doing, which it's interesting. The generation beneath us, oh, they're, it, seems like, they're screwed. it seems like this is their dream job, to be YouTubers. It is, right? man. That's, we're, at, we're at an event right now where there's kids lined up on, on the other side of the hotel for 24 hours a day just waiting for someone's head to pop out a window. Like, I grew up, like, I thought, like, meeting the rock or, or i don't know like walter payton michael jordan would be cool these kids are literally like we're michael jordan to them which is crazy it's it's crazy on the one hand but it's cool the it's social amazing media, i think it's awesome the social media has i mean we're sitting here at this event and to be in a room around people who are all experts in some specific niche right like we were yeah. with break dancers earlier i'm sure i'm sure that they're like the kind of the best yeah, break dancers, or they're the best uh, at marketing themselves as break dancers. Which, yeah, a lot of these people aren't the, aren't the best at what they do. They just found a really good way to tell their story. Like me, I'm not that funny. I just like found a good way to to edit my videos and get my story out there. Like, there's a lot of people out here that like are singers. They're not even that great, but they like know how to market themselves well. These right. are really all just really good business people. Which is it's it's cool to be around people that are ambitious and courageous enough yeah. to like put themselves out there. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, there's probably like a weirder dude who does crazier stuff than Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. There's probably a guy out there that's like taking a chainsaw to like those leg kinda, and I, be like whatever. But he didn't film it and he didn't think of filming it, so he's not you know he's no one knows about that guy. Th- those were kind of the I, I feel like they inspired the current. Jake yeah, there's Pollers a the, there's a current like uh, like a laundry list of people who are doing the jackass thing again, which is which is weird. Yeah, because they're like doing it without like a budget, and it's just really awkward, like squirting limes in their eyes and like lighting themselves on fire. It's the chili weird. pepper, the chili pepper trend. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious. You've built up this company more or less. Like, do you do you have a I shell have company? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've built this up. Who is who are the employees outside of you? Do you have a team that to help you build this or So I mean obviously I built it myself right. like most of us influencers did. And then usually you get overwhelmed and you need help. So I signed on managers and agents and all sorts of different people. Really it's a lot of me. My mom does my financial stuff and my dad helps out with legal because he's a business lawyer, like reading contracts and all that. There my family is very supportive, but they're also like just mind boggled how all this happened. So pretty much it's me and my family and my agents and my lovely and granny. That's it. Yeah, and I, I want to start hiring more people. It's just like how do I teach someone the way I think and the way this business needs to be run because no one does this business. This isn't like something you go to school for or like you train for. You go to like work on Wall Street and you can like learn how. To, no, there's no one that trains you for this. So like 
it's hard to find someone who's qualified to do like help out with this job. I don't know if you've ever found the need for that. You kind of are that guy, though. I am, yeah, for, for my Sean, wife. Yeah, for my wife, yeah. Like you're learning the game. You now you are the game. Yeah, but it's been a challenge for Sean and I to try to think about. The only way we can grow is to expand beyond us too. Yeah. But it's tough not to be a control freak in this industry oh my where like, you have such a clear vision of, of what you want. I know exactly what I want. Every time I film a video and someone else tries to do it, I actually get like angry because they something they don't see my vision and then the, that comedy is all off. Like I've let people edit my videos and like I, I bought into what they were saying and it didn't work. And now, that's what I'm saying. Like I would literally almost pay a guy – to edit while I told him what to do so I could be on my phone doing emails at the same time. But still, like, I'm watching the whole edit process. But yeah. I am working with a guy, like, a couple people, like, I hire a couple kids to film and stuff because I'm not that good with the camera. I know what I want to do, but I'm not that good with the camera because just like you, I went to business school, man. Like, I didn't plan for this. Yeah. Jock. I made fun of these camera guys in high school. I made fun of these kids. <laughs> I literally picked on the kids, that the kid I am now. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And here we are, man. And I'm sitting You're wearing out. a dog, you're wearing yeah, a dog wearing shirt. Freaking dog shirt. Look at this guy. He's wearing what are we spandex doing, with a speaker. You missed um, it. Is that? Spandy Andy. It, it's, an, it's an eclectic crew for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So you, you came from the college football, the professional football wor- world. Okay. Appreciate the shout out. And it's, <laughs> you did. It's, it's absolutely true. Um, but in that realm, the amount of coaching, training, daily things that you could be doing to progress in that career is endless, right? Yeah. I wonder what daily disciplines you have now that help you achieve your goals on in, in your company and your business on social media. Yeah, because it's all self-motivated. I, I have a goal of like, I mean, I have my like, obviously my like my video goals and stuff. Like, I need to get this content out. I need to keep this many people going. Like, I need to touch on this subject or this holiday or whatever, answer these emails. But I haven't really found a good system yet, which is a big thing I need to do to be better and have a more fluid business. Is like, because no one does this, how do you operate, like, to maximum efficiency, you know? Do, do I go for the route where, I'm like, I'm, like, posting, like, freaking three times a week every day? And I'm, I never miss that. Or do I go for it like I'm just going to try and find the best times, best days. Like, okay, it's it's Fourth of July. Like, I'm it's a it's a Tuesday. I usually post on Wednesdays. So I'm like trying to find a sweet spot there of like what I'm supposed to do here. And that's that's something that we're fighting in this career is the algorithm on all these platforms. Oh my gosh, you, I hear you talk about it all I the bitch time so much because yeah, like you, my <laughs> life changes every day and I don't know what to do. It's tough. No, like literally, I'm going to give these people an example. I went, I was on, and I went to the Olympics. And on the plane there, I got about 1.1 million views on each Snapchat. Which, by the way, is amazing. It's crazy. That's a lot of freaking people. What the fuck, dude? 1.1 million people. That's like almost, that's 11 Ohio State football stadiums packed. And when you sit in Ohio State football stadium. Ross. Ross, by the way, is obsessed with Ohio State. Okay, he's, he's literally, it's it's annoying. So sorry he had to drop that in there. Whatever. <laughs> any, any major football stadium. And, like, that's crazy. But anyway, I left on that trip getting 1.1 million views consistently for, like, a year and a half. And then I woke up one day there, 
and I had 200,000. I have pretty much had like a weird fluctuation around then since because they changed the app. Facebook, I was getting like 30 million views a video. And now I'm getting like under one because they changed the algorithm. Like a Which directly ago. affects your revenue. Oh, my gosh. It affects everything. And then Instagram's now like the thing where I'm like my activity is fine. Just super weird. We were talking about um, I'm zoned in these, these kids who are sitting outside the hotel room. Yeah. And the, the stereotypical YouTuber, I feel like, has a bad reputation. It's the Jake Paul, obnoxious, loud, kind of no social boundaries. I can, I can see why. I, do you feel like any part of you has – what qualities have you developed or changed gonna, to, to exceed, excel I'll, at what I'm you do? I'm going to tell you, a lot of these people have these, these like terrible personalities, and they're, like really, they're like really good on camera, but they're like super socially awkward people. Which is crazy. You wouldn't expect that. They're like, this guy is like super like crazy making jokes. Like you meet him in person and he's like, doesn't even say a word. And I think a lot of that is because like they just went into this random stardom as a young kid. Or they didn't have to be social in, in life. And they just, a lot of these people probably were like, you're like high school losers. And then they took the camera and like, screw all you guys. I'm going to be cool. And then like I gained a following and now I'm like. It's like the cop thing, like the, the the guy who got like bullied in high school or whatever, right. like always turns into a cop yeah. and like gets everybody back. It's like that. That's what I think. Yeah. But like me, I got into this game like when I was older, so f- old for this game, and I was like twenty one, and I had already done college. I already like lived in like res- right. It worked like blue collar jobs. These kids have never like worked on a roof in the middle of summer. It just gives my you- skin fried off. I was working like late, like hard labor, man. <laughs> like God bless anybody who does hard labor. I can't. I can't even like imagine if I was still doing that. It it helps keep things in perspective when you yeah. had other careers. I think that's is, what it is. Every time we sign a contract, or every time I hear one of my friends sign a big contract, to put that in perspective, what the average American makes on a yearly basis, it's like, and it's almost sickening. Yeah, my friends like just want to murder me. Like they like my friend's an engineer, and like I sometimes in two contracts, like two deals, I could make what he makes in a year, and he's like a smart ass dude. That is engineer. It's really astounding. But anyway, yeah, I think like having a little bit of like hard work in your life and like growing up as like a real human, not being like super privileged, helps a little bit in this game. And like playing football, like these most of these people like don't have like that team building, like the hard working, like if you don't put in the work, you're not going to play grind. Like they just kind of had a camera and like a bunch of people just sucking up to them their whole life so it's kind of <laughs> I, you have strong strong feelings on this I see. no I mean I I, get, I know I'm sorry I'm really getting like he, I get heated a little bit because a lot of these people and don't they're gonna whatever they can hear this whatever but like a lot of these people are just like they think their shit doesn't stink and it drives me insane but it's because they're just like they just never had to go through a struggle which it is frustrating to a certain point but to our point earlier it's cool that that now these high school dorks or whatever have I have almost inspired people, right? And that's yeah, what's I mean, cool about the internet. Is it, yeah, so it, it goes both ways, you know? And it, I'm, it I'm, just as fr- I'm just as frustrated as you are because I'm used to the – we've been around alpha males our whole life, yeah. right? Like the – I just And I appreciate a good handshake. <laughs> like I go in there and I'm getting like like wimpy hands, oh, like man. some weird shit, man. Like I just appreciate like a good handshake. Yeah. Like didn't your dad tell you and your mom like, sh- like just like look someone in the eyes and shake their hand? Like you don't get that here. Yeah, we need to go back to like basics of manners a little bit. And I'm a social media guy saying this. This is hard. Like I'm like 
betraying everybody downstairs right now. But <laughs> um, what's your most embarrassing moment that you've had online? Like, have you ever online? Have you ever like posted a, 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 a video nude? that? Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> You can talk about that if you want. No, man, embarrassing. I think everything that I do is embarrassing, so it's kind of weird. You do in your bio have – are you – I wrote professional idiot yeah. as my bio. So yeah. it's like blue check mark verified that but, I'm a professional idiot. But this is, have you been like this your whole life, or is this a quality you've developed because you've been on social media? Like no, this, I've this always been like super like, like attention. Like I love like just getting attention for doing really dumb shit like wearing like a, a dog T-shirt and dog socks. I've always been weird, but, like, I never thought about, like, putting it out for the world to see. So, I guess when you say most embarrassing thing, oh, you know what's embarrassing? This wasn't online. I'm going to tell you a little story, though. Real quick side note because I have ADD. Please. Um, I'm in, like, a group chat with, like, a bunch of, like, influencers. Yeah. I don't know how I got put in there. And I sent my earnings on Facebook accidentally to the group Why? chat. And none of them have monetization why oh if i ever wanted to to take something back so bad that's the most embarrassing thing i've done because i don't really talk openly on my platforms about how much i make and whatnot and i like my fans to think that i actually make nothing because it makes them feel like they're just getting a free show yeah which i mean i no one likes being bombarded with ads and stuff but yeah, that's probably one of the dumbest things. So not it, it was actually behind the scenes. That's one of the, the most embarrassing things I've, I've I've done. It just happened the other day, and I was like hitting my head against the wall because I couldn't take it back. And I know like a hundred big influencers saw that. That was like super shitty for me. Dang. But yeah, other than that, like embarrassing stuff. Like I mean, I've just I'm I my my image is embarrassing myself like publicly. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have like some like poo stain on my pants in one of my videos i don't know about but <laughs> can't wait to see that yeah. uh last question then we're gonna we're gonna get some questions from some of your fans oh my fans are here uh no but we we do work off of social media so okay. they can, they can <laughs> okay cool um no they're they're down at the balcony just go, they're gonna holler up what up uh talk to me about you built this massive community yeah right and that's what this boils down to is each of us kind of has a dedicated community how would you describe yours? Is it are they all goofball like just kind of my community? Down? Yeah. Man, it's so weird. I think I this is going to be like the most bold statement I've made all in a while, but I think I have the most diverse following and community on social media. Interesting. I don't think anybody can touch it. Really? You know why? why? Because I film with a 91-year-old <laughs> woman. I'm 25, man. Yeah. Jock. At heart. So now I've just nailed, like, 25 categories. I just nailed, like, every age. I hit the sports realm. I hit both sexes. So my my community is just, like, absurd. It's massive. But my community is very strong woman-based, which most people, like, are blown away when I tell them, like, 80% of my followers are women. Wow. Really? Yeah, a lot of people are like, what the fuck? I, I think people see the videos you do with your grandma, and it honestly inspires them. Yeah. It's like I never my intentions were never to like be like heartwarming and whatnot. Like I was just like I want to make funny people laugh. And I swear I probably get more like 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 oh my gosh messages than like most influencers. Most influencers probably get like oh like hey I love your videos, like love to meet you. Like mine are like my grandma died 3 years ago. I didn't know I was like lost without wow. 
in life, and I didn't know where I was going. And, like, I saw your videos and just, like, made me in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I get, like, people who have cancer. They're, like, dying, like, and they send it to me, like, that I made their day better. Like, the shittiest day they could have. I'm like, dude, I just came out here to make, like, a comedy video. I didn't know that I was, like, affecting people like this, which just blows my mind. I know I'm getting a little off topic, but I got the best fans in the world. I, I didn't expect this. Honestly, everyone says that, and I think most people are actually lying. Like, their fans suck. But, like, my fans are literally the greatest. Like, I saw some today, and I'm like... And it looks weird. It'll be, like, a whole family. It won't be, like, just a little fangirl. It'll be, like, the mom and the dad. That's, like, when I went to my meetup. Like, it was mom, dad, like, the whole family. Somehow... It's, like, a, I don't know. It's just, like, they all come together to one thing. Everybody just loves the bond. Do you, Do you intentionally... Are you always trying to respond to comments and stuff? I, I feel like... No, I'm terrible at it. Really? I used to try and respond to, like, everything, and then I realized I just wasted all my time. Not wasted, but, like, I didn't have any time to make content. But, it, right. It's it's interesting because that's, like, the most foundational thing you could do to your audience is, like, to interact with yeah. them via text. But it, it takes... It's hard to be diligent about it bro i get some of my videos like let's say on facebook they get like hundred thousand comments like there's no chance <laughs> <laughs> what do you like you know what i'm saying right. and like i'm open every snapchat and then like every once in a while see I'll, I'll like go on a little like day i'm like you know i'm gonna get back to some fans i'm going snapchat and i'm like okay cool cute message like cool whatever and then like three weird selfies that don't make any sense and then a dick pic and i'm like damn it <laughs> Like, I can't. <laughs> so, uh, then you have to take a 15, 20 minute break after yeah, that. Yeah, and I have to, like, cry and play, like, that uh, Mad World song in the shower. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, looking down. Mad World. All around me. Stop, me. I hate that song. I really hate that song. Okay, we're, we're going to get some questions from. Yeah, okay, but anyway, yeah, I have great fans. And um, a lot of them probably are goofy, but a lot of them are actually probably, like, just super normal people, unlike me. But go ahead. Fan questions. Um, go, Cavs. Okay, so think, feel happy. Ask. How do you get so much engagement on your posts? Uh, whew, that's a like a like a pretty open question there. Um, I think it, I think it, the it, key <laughs> I think the key is literally okay engagement meaning like comments and whatnot and likes. Yeah, yeah. So engagement. We'll talk about like comments and likes. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I include like views and all that as engagement, but okay. You can cut this out right now. Okay. <laughs> so how do I get so many comments and likes and shares and everything? I think you have to touch people in a way that, like, sparks conversation. You have to spark conversation. You have to bring up something that's somewhat relatable or people can talk about. Like, you have to do something weird enough where, like, people are like, I need to tag a friend. I need to say something about this. Or you need to do something relatable enough where, like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking that earlier. That's, That's why so I'm the king of, like, I scream at people for for posting on inside jokes or personal stuff. No one gets it. Right. Like, if you and Sean, like, have a tickle fight every night before you go to bed, and then you post about it, like, thinking every other couple does that, you can't think, like, it's not going to go anywhere. No one's going to like that shit. But, like, if you, if, if you're, like, you think outside the box and you think, like, worldly and, like, big-time topics. Which takes a lot of brain power to try That's to... That's where it gets to, stressful. Yeah. Because if you get too niche, like, too narrowed down, then, like, even if it's funny... Like, that's why I don't like collaborating with some people. Like, I, I love collaborating. Like, I go to Ohio State, and I'm like, I'm like, this is going to kill it. Like, I forgot, only people in Columbus like Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Or if we, like, go to... Like, I film at a golf outing, and I'm I've like, been trying people to are going to love this. And, like, I'm like, 
only golfers like this. Yeah. I'll go to a concert, country concert, and I, like, film with country guys, and I'm like, only but, country people like this. But I need every, to, like, do music as a whole, like, when the beat drops, you know? And everybody every, understands that. Everybody has a grandma, too, and I think that's why that's done so well for you. Like, I think that is true. Like, everybody understands the concept of grandma, whether they're deaf, whether they live in China, whether wh- whatever they are, everybody understands the concept, the visual concept of a grandma. I think that's why what we do is so special, like, worldwide. So Sean and I are forever indebted to Ross because he changed our perspective Ooh. on social media in general. He he sat us down, and it was just a, a quick one sentence, I would say, parable at this point. But he said, he said you can't just be posting lifestyle pictures. Because this is another question um, from Emily Emily. She says she's trying to start her career but struggling to grow. How, does she, how do you increase your following organically? And what you told us that changed my perspective was you have to create content. You yeah. can't just be posting pictures, right? Like yeah. you have to, what are people going to be seeking you out for? Like what, what are people going to go to your page to watch? Exactly. Okay. So you have a viral video and you like world star posted your video and your name's underneath. People were like, that's funny. You're right. Click. Are they going to see more funny videos on your page? Or are they going to see like 12 selfies of you guys on your honeymoon, no content, and then bang, people are immediately turned off. They're like, I wanted to see more of what I came for. So I always try – I know this is going to be crazy, but for me, I always try to have – for me, videos content. Pictures don't ever grow me. And for most people, unless you're like a model, they don't or like an OG celeb like your wife. But pictures don't grow me. So I try to go like six to one. Or like five to one videos to picture ratio. So people come to my page off that click and they're already getting content. They're back into what they came for. And yeah, and they'll, that's they'll, how they'll you scroll grow. through all and your videos. And they just start going and they're like, I follow. Right. You got to give people something. Like you, anything. You've grown. You told us this when we first met. You grew in September of 2016. You were at, uh, what, 15,000 followers, you said? Probably, when yeah. We met you in February. You were at 1.1 million or, or yeah. some we'll ridiculous. Say that, yeah. It's something close to that. Yeah. And it's because you had this strategy of you got to do value-add do content. You got to do value-add content. We're literally a show. Like, if you went on, if you were, like, turning into the, the Cavs game tonight and all you got was, like, a guy talking about the Cavs, you'd be kind of pissed, wouldn't you? No, or, like, a picture of the like the <laughs> game. You would be pissed. Like, right. you got to give the people, like, the content. you got to give them the game, man. Right. You it's so true. Um, okay, we'll do one more We'll do one more question. Okay. Um, what, do you, what, what do you got for me? Okay, so Ali Nark asks, how much time do you spend editing and uploading a video? Uh, Ali, way more than I should. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell people this. Vines were six seconds. 6.5 seconds. Wow. I spent... On some binds, like, days perfecting it. 6.5 seconds took days. Sounds stupid. I make – if you want to do something, don't ever half-ass something. I've learned that. That's why I can't vlog because a lot of vlogging is just, like, half-assing, not, like, cut, it's cutting. And to me, it works for people, but, like, I'm always, like, trying to crush every part. And so editing is not just tricky on, like, oh, we just put these clips together. Editing is, like, all timing – it's everything. It takes a long time. It's not like actual physical thing of editing. But you bring up an interesting point because the quantity of content can also help people grow. 
So yeah. So it's this fine balance of don't do too much is my my philosophy. That's why I've been I've been at five years. Like if you burn yourself out, you're doing daily vlogs. Right. That's. I maybe it's not for me. I mean, it's working for some people, but like I even as a viewer, like I don't want to see that too much of you. And I saw my buddy Roman Atwood. I think he's like slowing down. Really, growth wise. No, just like he's not posting. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even know yeah. if he's posting at all. But daily, like a lot of Casey and I said, like all those guys like just stop because they, what con- what do they have to do now? Like right. what, they, what can they post about? Right. They've done everything. Like leave the imagination. Like give people like something to look forward to. Right. We got a little off there, but whatever. No, no. That, I mean, it's this is all I feel very helpful. But it takes for forever to 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 make a video. I mean, sometimes I work on videos for three years. I have videos that I'm like thinking about posting this week that I've been like processing for like three years yeah like i'm, st- putting I'm still waiting on you to post like our video <laughs> no that's funny literally i still have to post a video i've shot with with sean and andrew yeah oh my gosh and i and i haven't like because i just all about like to me it's like timing like i gotta finish this gotta finish that like i it's not a good time for this it's something happened in the current events that people would be ticked off about like getting shot with paintball guns i don't know i'm just saying like there's there's a fine line when, yeah. it, when it's ready it's ready and Good. And I suck. I think, I think for you, and I never posted it, so I will. But I think I think your strategy has clearly worked. Um, okay, so what do you have going on here? Getting money to give to my charity that I'm eventually going to start. Still gaining it up because I'm I'm paired with Seth Rogen right now on his charity. Same concept: Alzheimer's, giving back to you know, giving back in somehow. But I want to start my own charity, and then I want to do. I'm dropping a new line of merch, but like. I'm not doing T-shirts and stuff anymore, like worthless stuff. I want to do something that's actually like giving. I'm giving. I want to give the people something good. So we're not going to get into that. So yes, I'm. Um, keep doing what I'm doing. You got to. You got to keep hustling, or you will die in this game. Consistency is key. If you take off like two months, people forget about you real freaking quick. It's crazy. Like. You know, your boy, like the, the like the Bachelor people are, like, perfect example. Like, right. they're so hot in the moment. As soon as they, like, get off that show, it's like, see ya. It's wild, Unless man. you find something good. So keeping, keeping, keeping what I'm doing going. Working on a TV show, but we're having a little hiccup. There's always someone reaching out, like, okay, you need, to, you need to live stream. You need to do this platform. You need to do cameos. You need to do – there's a million different things. It's, like, never-ending. And on top of all of this, I just bought a house, and gosh, it's a pain in the ass yeah, to fill a congrats, house. Man. Thanks, man. That patio is really gonna my patio is really gonna break my bank. Words of advice. Ah, there we go. Words of advice to these to these girls, these rabid fans out there that are desperately trying to sell their soul to to do it to do it. Well, that's doing. the thing. Don't What's your word? Sell your soul. Be yourself and everyone says that but like they don't actually do it like i'm a weird dude and i stick to being weird for the most part like i don't really like change i try not to change who i am that much a lot of these people are just like following other people like why is david dobrik so successful because he just did something in his own way and he said he like made a whole new genre like people are vlogging because of that kid it's crazy vlogging wasn't fun it wasn't cool until that kid just said i'm gonna make vlogging hilarious be yourself if you have a good idea and it's really damn good idea and you believe in it then stick with it i had an idea and you and a lot of people have great ideas but they don't stick with it just if you have something run with it man if it doesn't work 
if that sucks, but try something else. Try something new, but don't be someone else. Don't like fake it till you make it. Like a lot of these people out here are just they're trying to do the exact same thing someone else did. If someone wrote Harry Potter and, and right after J.K. did it, you know, like it's not gonna it's not gonna sell. Like write your own book, man. Write your own story. Yeah, I have terrible write analogies, you. but like. No, that it, was like, good. I like that. Write your own story. I feel like I just got yeah. a little tagline for the show. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's Ross Smith. Guys, go follow him. He's linked down below. We mentioned him earlier. And uh, thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah, and I love you guys. Us, yeah. I hope you, you guys are having a great day. Are you talking to me or? No, the people. Oh, true. Okay, hope so you're having I, a great I, day I kinda, too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got in on the red eye, so I can't tell if you're tired or it's not. It's been a long day, but we're glad to be here. Anyway. It's never ending. Well, go Cavs, and uh, God bless. Definitely cutting that out. All right. Anyway, guys, that is Ross Smith. That is Ross Smith. Um, Thank you for sitting down with us, man. That was great. Hey, guys, it's Andrew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Redirected. If you find this podcast valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you happen to listen from. You can share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. Also, head over to andrewdes.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. And while you're at my site, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you can get updates on other fun stuff going on. Also, you guys know I love connecting with you, so if you want to reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at andrewdeast. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time on Redirected. Redirected.